Cafeteria Talk, the podcast where we talk about any and everything, just like the days at the cafeteria tables. I am your host, Quattro. Welcome back, boy. It's your boy. Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk. I feel bad for anybody who had headphones in, AirPods, because your hearing was permanently messed up by that. Indeed. But it's Kid Kid, by the way. <clears throat> Hello. Since um, everyone's being extra today... And I have nothing to auto-tune, thank God. This is Nua. See? DJ Nua. I did that for you. I did it for you. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. We got one more person to introduce. I know. Hola, mi amigos. Yo soy Slick Rock. Y'all did say how I was speaking Spanish enough, so I probably been watching all my blocks. <laughs> y'all, look, y'all was saying nah, that I was speaking no Spanish, so the slow. Y'all was definitely watching the league. I ain't gonna lie, what happens. When you got a Spanish quiz, you watch all my block. When you got a Spanish test, you watch Dora. Indeed. Cafeteria talk has been disabled for some dumb-ish that was just spoken. Bro, and stupidity would get people canceled. Mm. I'm not gonna finish that sentence. <laughs> Suitcast will never be on air. Hot no, take, oh, hot take okay. Chris Rock's up stand ups would not be a thing no more. Facts. But in case y'all haven't noticed, all four of us are on the cast today. Bruh. Hey, bro. Damn, why you snitch on us? That we we not self distancing. What do you mean, bro? We're recording all six feet apart. Actually, no. We're actually in quarantine together. They locked us all in the same facility, and they let us bring the mic. Yes, yes. that's what happened. That's the story. He was in a different facility last week. Like, hey, bro, can we get a transfer? Yeah, I, I put my transfer papers in. Luckily, and they you know, let it go I have through. some pull with the government, so you already know how. Both my jobs put in transfer papers for me. Indeed. Hey, my job hey, closed now. Your job gave you a paper? My job was like, nah, no Transferred hours. Transferred me right to the couch. Hey, I was like, hey, hey, today. My, my well, job, well, expertise on me. One more check, so... Oh yeah, I get one more check Friday. Yep, I get one, I get one more check, even though it was the day they decided to come hours. So I'm getting like twenty dollars. I mean, I'm still at work, but I don't want to be at work. But hey, bro, like, like I, I said, complain, bro. I ain't want to be at work either. About your bread. I ain't want to be at work either. <laughs> Me either. So I ain't there. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, bro, we started celebrating until. All of us started filing yeah. for unemployment. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets to that last check. Like, hey, 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 yo, Trump, remember when I said you wasn't my president? Nah, hey, nah, slap nah. me that $3,000 real the, quick. Can I get that $1,000? That 1K? Hey, they changed it to $3,000 after you, if you did your taxes. Everybody At least that's in the last bill that the Senate rejected. So, so again, maybe that one day, if they uh, rewrite it in the right way, we could probably get some bread. All right. But yeah, but the Senate was like, yeah, if you... Based it on your 2018 taxes. Oh. So that's why the Senate's been throwing it down because they're like, some of us didn't even have taxes back then. Some of, yeah, I didn't even do my taxes back then. So, so if you make it the 20, like, you know. I think I I got a return 2018. Because I have been in my job a year at that point. I actually, I did not do my I taxes did 2018. I but at the same time, like my 2019. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, go back to 2018, please. Let me stop. No, nah, real talk. No. Hot take. We just need to find a roll of world money. <laughs> Find the roll of world Find money. Find the roll of world money. Let's go ahead and do put on, because I I can't with y'all. <laughs> um, put on. 
Y'all know we do this every episode where we talk about something we may have seen, watched, heard, seen long ago, heard long ago, that we think you, the viewers, should check out, listen to, play. And we want to let, you know, just put y'all on something that we've been doing. So I'm going to go ahead and not go first. DJ Noah. What's good? Put a song. I actually haven't put on as fully prepared for once that I'm not thinking of at the top of my head. And that put on is... Lecrae's new single, Set Me Free, featuring YK Osiris. Duval represent. Yep. You know, I'm uh, when I heard, like, okay, Lecrae's got something new coming out, then I'm, like, featuring YK Osiris. I'm like... Yeah, you was the first one to tell us, too. That was the funny part. Me. I said I was going to my, my put on already, so take that face off your face. No, you did it. You heard me say that I wanted to put on that song for an episode and then you just gonna sit here and, and, and really undermine my authority. Do you want me to grab the receipts? Because I will grab the receipts. Never Ain't no that. receipts because I said at the beginning of the thing. Bro, I'm staying out of it. Bruh. Yeah, like I said, and this is the, the second time you, this is the second time you just stole my put on. That's that's the first thing. But that's cool. That. Ain't oh, no, no. I'm digging for receipts. Okay? No problem, the problem. I have got receipts. Hey, that ain't no problem. Make that sure ain't no problem. You always got the receipts, man. That ain't, that ain't no problem. Cause look, I'm a, I got I got mine. So boom. Bang. All right, hold up. Yeah. So this was the morning the song came out. I sent the picture with the caption. Add this to their quarantine playlist. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. And fire emoji. But where of in there does it say? Then you. Kane, the song is Heat AF. Robert Williams. Okay, me, my put on. Get out! <laughs> this is my podcast now. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. Bro, you just got judged. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, just got Judge Judy, too. Bruh. Like I said. Do you put on, bro? Do you put on? Lecrae, YK Osiris set me free. He even sampled the song Shackles by Mary Mary. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be good. Turn and to church service. Boy, legit, I'm over here like, it's 12 a.m. I'm like, let me check out the song. The Shackles. Like, okay, hey, okay, okay. And then YK, when Osiris went in there and did his thing, I'm like, Yo, yeah, like my my opinion, he's been hit or miss. But that was hit. He, his hooks are always good. Whether his songs are hit or miss, he his hooks are really good. Yeah, he did the hook for the uh, baby's gospel, and I, it's one of my favorite songs on that album. Yeah, and I uh, oh fuck, Osiris is really good at writing hooks. I agree. Or just singing hooks. Well, in terms of put ons, that was a good put on. I I agree. That was a very heat song. I cannot wait for the crazy album to drop. It is called um, Restoration. Restoration. Yeah. Restoration? yeah, yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Uh, kick Kev. Oh, well, mine's gonna be All American on Netflix. Just finished season two. Bruh, that show slaps. Go check it out. Slick Rob. My put on is Elite on Netflix. Um, It's actually in its third season. I got... Actually, I was watching something about On My Block, and they put me on Elite, so I went and took a look at it, and... Oh, wow. I finished the first season a day ago. I'm on the second season. It's three seasons in. Wow. A lot of interesting, a lot of interesting drama um, shows a lot of things about the, the rich and privileged kids and the middle class and the lower class kids. Very interesting. And how it, ta- it takes on religion, politics, all that roll up in one and a bunch of, little, bunch of kids. Awesome. Definitely check it out. 
So that leaves me. My put on for this week, um, I've been rewatching Disney Plus. You know, in this quarantine, we've been, you know, having a lot more time to sit down and rewatch stuff. <clears throat> Sorry about that, y'all. Some of my throat. I've been rewatching the hit TV show, Hannah Montana. And I just, actually, one of the main things I, I caught when I first started watching it was when the show started, like season one. Those kids were so young. I mean, like... Well, except for Jason Earl. He was, like, he was something. And then he finished the show when he was in his 30s. He was in his 30s when that show finished. Wow. Yeah. Especially when he was on Kicking It, too. He, bro, was, in, well, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was still like, in his 30s, bro, too. Like, that was crazy. Dude, dude, dude was Keanu Reeves before Keanu Reeves. Like, doing all of that stuff at that age is not normal. That like, is I mean, true. you know what? If, if you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, I guess so. Because I know like, that's going to be that's gonna be all of us. We all still going to be doing that. But, like, the 30s. main people in that show, yes, Miley, uh, Lily, and Oliver, yeah, like, when the show kids. started, they were, like, 12. I would say 12, 13, yeah. 14. Yeah. Like, they were young. I was like, whoa, these did, kids are young, young. Did you know what uh, her name was supposed to be? Who? That they had to change it? Hannah Who? Montana? What was they it? They had to change it because uh, it's the name of a, of an adult film star. Huh. What was the name they were wanted? They wanted Alexis the name Texas. Wa- <laughs> <laughs> I like Hannah Montana. Thank God. It, thank God Hannah Montana works. But why would they... This dude like, knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> That's why I hear that I laugh the loudest. So I just outed myself for real. <laughs> like, bro. Oh, man. Captain Talk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know really who, that, I don't know who that is. So, uh, as I was continuing... Like, uh, as I was continuing... Like, all right, all right. Um, yeah, as you were saying, sorry. Hannah Montana, really good show. So far, I'm like maybe halfway through season one. Uh, just seeing that, like, it's very kiddish. Like, I feel like I'm having, I wouldn't say less fun, but I'm like, but I'm not having, I'm not having as thing. much fun as I had rewatching Not So Raven than I did rewatching I'll, this. I'll say Hannah Montana didn't get serious until its later season. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, around season four. Like I know it gets yeah. it gets better. When, 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 when she had that when she had the love triangle between the two boys, Jesse and Jesse and, uh, Jesse Jake. and Jake. I'm in I the episodes I'm, right now where she's just meeting Jake. Okay. Oh wow. I thought she met Jesse first. No, I was Jake. No, she met Jake wait, season who, who, one. Wait, who, Jake? Was, who, who was with you? Jake's the blonde. Yeah. yeah. Jesse was the guitarist. Jesse was okay, the guitarist. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had him mixed up. Okay. And I mean, he didn't come into like season three. Yeah. Okay. And you, you know, it's one of those things where it when they, once like they had the love triangle between the two, and I remember like Jesse, Jakey, Jesse, Jakey. Yeah. And in the, I think and right after that point when she figured everything out, she's like, you know what? I want to move back to Tennessee. No, no, no. Before that. No, she picked Jake. Yeah, but she picked Jake and then he cheated. Yeah, then he yeah, cheated. That's the sad part. And then like, it was. I think it was around the time when like, uh, when, when like the two Lily and Oliver, L- Lily and Oliver became a couple. Yeah, that was really interesting. That was when I saw favorite. that, I was like, that was definitely a very interesting. And that, and art. that was around. That was around the time I first got cable too. That was my first. So that's like Hannah Montana. Hannah Mont- we'll, we'll get into this in our Disney episode, but like Hannah Montana is one of those shows like. You wanted to tune in because it was a continuous story, but like yeah. it wasn't continuous at the same time. Yeah, yeah. but and really good show. I, 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 I enjoyed. Disney could still get back into the same swing that they had. Where like, like they're trying to do it again, but like that. And uh, Hannah Montana to swing, where like the kid can it's like different grow into the role. Mm-hmm. Like that, that doesn't happen anymore. Shake it up was part of the last show where the actors were able to grow into the role. Exactly, it they don't give them a chance season. anymore. But yeah, we're not talking about Disney. We're here to talk about a hit show on Netflix. On my block. And we'll be reviewing season three. But there's a certain way we do things here at Cafeteria Talk. Y'all want to take let them know how we do it here? 
You want to go first or shall I? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that, I'll skip a little piece of business. Hold on, let me do some business up top. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. Follow us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And also, if you just so happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Feel free to leave us five-star ratings and reviews. We'd like to see those. Help us grow. Help us end up on that new and noteworthy list. Thank you so much. This has been my TED Talk management. Management. Wow. Okay. Management. Well, here at Cafeteria Talk, we uh, rate shows among three different things. We rate it based on the characters. Do the characters show forward? Are they interesting enough to watch them again and again? So we judge based on the story. What's it about? Does it tell a good, well-paced story? Comment on the writing, tone, and structure. Three implications. What, are, what am I left with? What do you want? You want more episodes, more seasons? Do you want spinoffs? I was supposed to give you something, but I just took over there. I'm et sorry. Cetera, et cetera. It is called because I wanted to get the last part, and then we go into spoilers. I thought that was my part. No, you you will be you will be queuing most definitely. You will be queuing when we go into spoilers after we go over characters. Implications and no, no, like the whole thing is spoilers. Like we were talking about yeah, like, the spoiler saying, alerts for the entire part. I have one. It's okay though, Rob. Spoiler warning! I'm telling you that he can still go. Warning. Does he want to give? Us, he can give a spoiler job. warning. You want to okay. give us? I'm telling. I just said spoiler alert. I didn't say spoiler. Alert. All right, you can get a spoiler warning, Kevin. Is this still even there? Is the magic still even there? Can I don't I, think the magic. Can I, even, can I even feel justification? Probably not. You yes, you can. <laughs> since, since we're still on talk, let me let me help you differentiate the difference between spoiler alert and spoiler warning. They're the same thing. No. Yeah. A warning and an alert. They're no, both no, no, the I same thing. No, 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 no. When, 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 to, when do you say each? There's a perfect time to win each. Spoiler alert is when you're about to say something right before you spoil it. Spoiler warning is when you're about to delve completely into spoiler territory. This is like when I'm saying, oh, spoiler alert, he dies. Or if I go, or if I go, spoiler warning, entire plot. Alrighty, spoiler alert is for specific details. Spoiler warning is for a broader thing. And the difference between story and plot. Thank you for coming to Shinua's TED Talk. <laughs> the theater man is here with his co-writer, by the way. I, I, you know what? Fine. Let's scratch the last two minutes. Kid Kev. Spoiler alert. Eminent. Finish it. We will be... Just, I just explained the whole hey, thing. Hey, pause. This is what happens. Let him finish. So that's my. Part. I don't even know what my part is. But you know what? We got spoilers for seasons one, two, and three, where we talk about the characters. We got Monse. We got Caesar. We got Ruby. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. <laughs> Go ahead. We got Jamal, Jasmine, Spooky, Cuchillo, Nineteen Street. Cuchillos, Cuchillos. I don't. You, you know I'm not Spanish. Leave me alone. Doesn't we got matter, the side man. characters. Abuelita. Hey, lucky, you lucky you. Lucky you got an easy to pronounce name because people like me have it bad. Okay. That's why we call you Nua. Exactly. We just used the last part of your name. All right, let me continue. We got Kendra, Papa Spooky. I already know Sai's mad at me because I probably messed this up. We got the core four parents. Leave me alone. And that's it. I already know I messed up my part. Who, who, I had one job. Who gonna tell Messed him? it up. Who gonna tell him? Who gonna tell him? We were gonna go through the list and talk about each character. You just listed them can all. We do, can we I get thought, started? Let's do that. Let's just get... Let's, gonna, all right, right so let, let, let's start with... Let's start with... Pesal, por favor. I messed that up I, so I well. That so <laughs> right, let's talk about... Let's talk about each and every character individually, beginning with... Monse. Boo! <laughs> Worse. Boo! Almost, okay, wow. hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's make a disclaimer here. 
Here at Cafeteria Talk, we love women. We love well well written women. Except Monster. Except we love we also okay, we love Sierra Capri. Cyrus is a misogynist. We love Sierra Capri. We're not misogynist when it comes to Monster. Yeah. Can we? Can we finish? Quattro I'm sorry. Can, Quattro I'm, sorry I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Quattro can't like women. But anyway, Monse. Okay, that, that's a lie. That's a lie. So who Quattro. wants to go first on Monse? Here's my thing. All right, here's my issue with Monse. Okay. Monse in season three. Monse in season three was very indecisive as she's been through her entire arc since season one and i i, I got tired of her flip-flopping am i gonna go to school am i gonna date caesar am i gonna be my own person like she's just she seems like a shell of a person this season and i mean yes she got some cool character moments like after her mom died and she wants to know you know she never got to figure out what the last thing her mom said to her was in the messages or whatever but i just thought she was really indecisive and i'm tired of seeing that same mark she doesn't seem like she's grown to season one i love that and like and I'm kind of going to piggyback on that. I do feel she's very indecisive, indecisive, and like, but I feel like there's reason behind that. Like, because I always do question artists and characters do this and do that, but then I always try to look back on why they're like that. And I think it's just because she hasn't had a mom in her life, so she she's always questioning and trying to figure out should I do this, should I do that. Like, if you look at it, she goes to that lady Rose, mm-hmm. and the lady was it Rose or no? It was Cuchillos when Cuchillos was saying. No, it was Rose talking about the dude in the gang and all that with Caesar. Yeah. She's getting advice from Rose, like, but if she had her mom in her life, she wouldn't probably be so concerned on should I really be she probably wouldn't be messing with Caesar from probably mom, not. if her yeah. mom was actually there. Like Or if her dad was like in her life and on, yeah. on a consistent yeah, basis. Her parents really aren't there for her, so like yeah. she's really alone and she she doesn't know what to do. She's leaning on adults that really don't even know her. She's leaning mm-hmm. on her friends who That always bothered me. All flawed that, too. In this show, they they have they've made such a big deal about there being a gang presence in the neighborhood they live in, and like her dad just like leaves his daughter his daughter. But I think it's like all it's, home alone all this time. Like but I think it's fine because like you know the gangs well, know not to mess the with the kids the like that. I mean, I know in like the first season, like the kids were messed with by the gangs and all that. They were afraid. The of The gangs there had the code, so yeah, like, he but, knew that she was safe yeah. enough. So yeah, so Monty, he was a part of the he was a part of the Well no, it's still that because at the beginning of season two, after uh Olivia's been killed at the party, like they they had this whole montage at the beginning of season one. Like the only one of the few things I remember from season two, they had this montage showing like all the different um people people not people but like different vigils and stuff that were all over the city yeah. of kids that were you know, were being killed by these gangs by the pro- war between the prophets and the uh yeah i think the they're just like you know collateral damage yeah in a sense like they they weren't being targeted but you know they were in the crossfire yeah, I mean, but the gangs you know they never went of, for the kids like you know I mean, but at the same time that's most of real life people who get caught in the crossfire that's really who does mm. yeah most of the time people who die on the streets ain't the one who's Trying to get shot. The innocent. Why did the biggest question of all time, why did the innocent die young? Mm. That, like, that's why I really like this show, because, like, it it really touches on like, real life this, things. This show has balls. Let's just be yeah. honest. And the kids were street Can we say smart. balls? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, they, knew, yeah. they knew when to avoid the gangs and when, you know, to go the, you know, their separate ways and well, stuff like that. not really Monte in season one, running, yeah. up, running up on... Caesar when he went to Santos and then oh, Jamal yeah. like that, I'll say it right here. Yeah, that wasn't smart. Yeah. I would say it right uh, here. Jamal was smart for that. Anything yeah. else on Monse, y'all too? Uh, you know, just you know, I think Monse season one, you know, before she started dating Caesar, she was she was a pretty solid character. But you know, after she started dating Caesar, that's when I, that's when her character started going downhill. I write what you did because anytime like all the all the arcs she had where Caesar wasn't involved, I feel like I I liked her character better mm-hmm. when she wasn't wrapped around Caesar's finger. Yep. Which is kind of only season one, if you think about it. Yeah, so, yeah. And so it probably and when they, when our mom when they did the whole mom thing, it moved away from Caesar a little bit more, 
And so, like, that's when you really got the character moments with Monse and stuff like that. Without Caesar. Yeah. Is it just me? It's like, the cameraman just always centered on Monse's boobs or her butt. Oh, that, well. Well, I mean, like, I, I, know, I, mean, I, know, I know it's like yeah. a view of a teenage boy, but, like, at the same time, these characters are 15. Yeah, but at least the, uh, Imagine, like, the, the, the grown 30-year-old cameraman is over there, like... All right, let me get tighter on her butt. Well, I mean, still, most media like, is still weird. is still centered centered to not centered or still uh, centered fa- to the phallo- male gaze. Phallocentrism, phallocentrism is what it's called. Yeah, phallocentrism. No, so like phallocentrism. Phallo, as in phallus. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. see, as the, uh, we're still doing that in, in, in modern media because yeah. that's how we're gonna get us to watch it. And I mean, she's the only like can not. Like, Constant female in the entire show. That is true. Yeah. But besides Jasmine, well, Jasmine got brought to the light the end of around towards the middle to the end of season. She two was just annoying. Else. Season one. Well, yeah, season one. She was just she was just there. Like you could tell, she obviously had a crush on Ruby, but like she was just kind of like, I'm just gonna be that slut in the corner that pops in. Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll stay on Jasmine for a little bit. Running from her. You know, season one, they was running from her. They didn't like her at all. And they they tried to give her some development, but her. Development was really just, but a development hit, hits a hits a straight, just upward Sky spiral rocket. skyrockets in season two after, and three. After yeah. Olivia's, because after uh, I'm glad that they upgraded her after season two to a season regular mm-hmm. in season three, and like seeing how she was almost seems like the glue to that group. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah, kind of brought, she kept bringing them together so much in season three, and the fact that I felt that she won the leader, the leader battle against Jamal because well, Jamal kept getting kind of sidetracked. But we'll get to Jamal in a second. But just the way that she kind of took control and the way she helped Ruby uh, after he was shot, and you know she knew when he was ready and wasn't ready for certain things, and she was really supportive for them. And I really liked how Jasmine started off, like Kevin said, annoying as all get out. Yeah, of course. And then grew up to this character that I'm like, she's like my favorite character in season three. So Wait, overall, is she your favorite character overall? We can get no, to that. She's we, not my overall favorite. We can honestly get to that later. That's no, right. she's not my overall favorite, but I, I we'll get to that. But no, she's not my overall uh, favorite. Let's talk about let's talk about Caesar for a bit. Yeah, Caesar. He's literally, I see him as the the least and most important character because his whole So you just not gonna quote me. You just not gonna quote me. Oh okay. no, hell no. <laughs> right. you, you wasn't gonna let me finish. I'm not gonna serve you with the papers for plagiarism later. And y'all, oh yeah, and y'all always wanna cut me off. Like stop doing that. <laughs> Bro, I apologize. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I apologize. Like, nah, I am quoting Quattro on that. He was saying that before we started this part, well this episode and I really agree. Cause like his whole stint of being in the gang, out of the gang, his brother like being protecting them all and all mm-hmm. that like that's what's so interesting about Caesar. Like, if he didn't have no presence in the gang, he really wouldn't be needed. But they needed that. Honestly, like, I'm tired of writers of on my block. If you're not gonna have Caesar kill somebody, stop saying he's gonna kill somebody. But then he gets, he's, he's done it three times. But last on your. But that was my favorite. What were you gonna say? Even like at the end of the of the whole show, how is he like the leader of the Santos with no teardrop? But then again, see, he still hasn't killed anyone. No, but see, the thing is, you didn't really see. Okay, shout out DJ No really hasn't watched all of season three. I haven't. So like, with that was basically Spooky kind of bought himself. He kind of technically took himself out of the game mm-hmm. for the most. So they needed a leader with 19th Street, and plus Caesar was not okay with him leaving because he's like, bruh. Yeah, that was a major thing we should have caught from the beginning. What if the prophets? What if the prophets come back and all that? And plus, the whole thing with Caesar. This whole thing of being a gang leader and all that has been built up for the longest. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to do this. And then he's like, this is my life. Y'all can't save me then. Uh, and him trying to... I feel like Caesar's also indecisive and just as Monster. That's probably where they're perfect for each other. He doesn't know. 
what he wants to do because he, he doesn't have both of his parents either. I mean, it's, until the, at least the end of season three, that is. Where he's like, where he finally finds, where he finally thinks like, oh yeah, I need to be a Santos. I need to keep this group together or this gang together so that way, you know, there's not bloodshed out in the streets. And he's just worried about. And we're talking about Caesar here. Yeah. yeah. But see, my my thing with that is that's fine. But the transition for him to being just like regular schmegular kid who's like got his foot in, foot out type deal is that like I've seen it done very well. And this was not, this was, this doesn't, this isn't that. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel, it wasn't a natural progression. And I know we have two years that we don't really know what happened mm -hmm. to how that goes. But take example, uh, Riverdale. Um, Jughead is a part of the Serpents. His dad, uh, FP, he's yeah. the leader of the Serpents. And he's, you know, the leader. He wants Jughead, mm -hmm. he, doesn't, he doesn't want Jughead to be a Serpent. But Jughead, you know, gets indoctrinated into the Serpents because he mm -hmm. leads the Serpents hell with their connections in the city. And so, like, Jughead goes through this whole thing, and now he's the leader of the Serpents. And that, that transition has been really awesome to watch in, in Riverdale. Yeah, and then we get here to On My Block, and he's just kind of done the same thing. It's like, Caesar doesn't, Season hasn't really earned it. That's why, like, when he came and talked to Spooky's friends when he was looking for Spooky in season three, it, that like they were looking at him like, "Who are you? Like, you basically saw, disowned us. Like, we still gonna ride for you because like Spooky's our boy and like you're his brother, so we gotta ride for you." But like, you could tell like they didn't feel like he earned a they yeah. earned or needed earned their respect. Well, so the thing is, Caesar did kind of well for the most part. He, he did. I think he kind of earned. If I was a gang member in the Santos, he would have kind of earned my respect when he rolled up on everybody. And remember that big moment in season two when he rolled up into Prophet's territory. And that yeah. Big, yeah. The, the ultimate music was playing and he walked into it with all of them. Had the, well, it was all set up with him and Spooky, obviously. Exactly, yeah. But he ain't nothing without Spooky. But what's right. so interesting is you got balls to even try to roll up. Because the Spoppers was trying to kill him on site. And then you yeah. got balls to even try to go run up on Latrell again. Right. Like and he, still didn't kill him. Like right, yeah, that was the crazy part. Uh, he has balls, but thing is, it always messes up for him. But I think it's that's just how the, it was just the right. I think his moral compass it actually like comes into effect when he actually got to like you know deal with conflict like that. And yeah. honestly, See, thinking about it, if Caesar hadn't have uh, like joined or became the leader of the Santos at the end of season three, what arc would he have in season in season four? He wouldn't. He wouldn't have any arc. Yeah, or he'll probably. It would have been the same thing. Especially like, since uh, uh, Spooky is a family man now. Because I highly doubt they were going to run us through another Caesar Mase on and off again for another season. So it would have probably been where Caesar would have went. They will. Which, it probably would have been where Caesar would have went with Spooky. Easy. Well, yeah, I think Mase is going to try to save him. Or something like no, that. No, because I because like when I saw the end of season three, it, it brought me back to the line that Monte had said. I'd say it was either the last episode of season three or the, or the episode before when Monte where Caesar had gotten the gun and they were at the Sunshine Motel mm -hmm. and she was like he was holding the gun and Monte was sitting next to him like, Hey, like is this gonna be the last time? Like is this gonna be the only kill you're gonna have to have? Like like if we gonna be together? And then we fast forward to season three. And then boom, like he's he's the leader of the Santos. Now, yeah, granted, no. she knew it made a good point. There's no turning back. There's no there's no teardrop. He has may not have killed anybody yet. But then again, if you kill somebody, it's not guaranteed you'd have to get a teardrop. But like, as far as we know, in that show, teardrop means you've killed somebody. Right. And he doesn't have any. So But then again, they need a leader in um straight facts. And you gotta think of the aspects of it. Technically, he was part of the group that took down the prophets in right. general. Mm -hmm. So that's where the respect comes in. That's probably even, though, okay. even though Spooky was the one that correlated it, if Caesar Watson didn't take no part in it or mm -hmm. even try to go back at Latrell, there would still be prophets and everything going around. Yeah. That's that's probably where it comes in. So as we move as we move along, uh my probably arguably my favorite character, I'd say Ruby. Uh Ruby, 
I really liked how they continued his PTSD arc. Uh, it was. It, it's not as prevalent as it was season two, of course. Mm-hmm. But season three, uh, it, you definitely saw more hints of it. He just seemed like a very. Um, he seemed like a shell of himself, which yeah. obviously PTSD does after you know season one. After he got shot, shell of himself. Season two and three. Mm-hmm. And I just it's I like not until he gets in a party planning mode that I'm like okay there he is right that's Ruben like he likes to say mm-hmm. Ruben like he he felt kind of he's probably the, the character I felt was the most distant from it all like even though like he was a part of the core four and he was looking for Cachillos like everybody else was he, his arc and what he was what what he had going on was kind of more distant and I felt this with Ruby with at least season one, two, and three, he's kind of more distant from the from the central arc of the story. He's more on, he's so focused on family. He's big on family. I think he was one of the best actors season three because the way he, the way he would emote whenever Cuchillos was like uh, mentioned or Cuchillos would call him, the way he would emote that, that fear mm-hmm. of yeah. that woman, I was like, yo, like I can tell that Cuchillos is the bad guy and Ruby fears her. Yeah, because like yeah. he's already seen what can happen when, you know, a gang member. He's the innocent. Yeah, when all. a gang member is, and, is, gun, is mad. And also, this is the guy who, like, literally verbally abused uh, Spooky in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but, so like... So, when, when Cuchillo, like, actually scares him, that's what he's really scared of. Yeah, he's but... not scared of a leader of leader of a gang, and then, like... Yeah, because, like, you know, they can... I mean, like, all the threats, like, he's seen it, like, mm-hmm. and he's experienced what has happened. Just, so. through, just through getting shot. Yeah. But one thing when it comes to the whole thing of getting on Spooky... I feel like Spooky really didn't say nothing because Spooky, Spooky kind of just knows. He does have a part to play with all that because he wanted to. He's big on just protecting them, protecting those kids because they're friends with his brother. Mm-hmm. That's just the one thing because I feel like if 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 that wasn't um, Caesar's friend, he would have been like, "I'm gonna kill this kid." But nah, Spooky, he's a gang leader who still has the essence of little Ricky trying to be just all about protection, no gang, no violence. But Cuchillos is different. Cuchillos. All about violence, all about taking people out, full mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. Like who somebody you should fear. And Indeed. uh Ruby's relationship with Jasmine, I like it. I liked how it progressed. I like that it didn't end. I was actually surprised and so and hashtag relieved that it didn't end with Ruby and Jasmine getting together at the end of season two because he I wasn't was really, ready. Yeah, oh, no. I was really hoping it was gonna end. I'm like, oh this And then when it and then they, it still so didn't happen in the early in the early vestiges of season three and it kinda led on to season three and then they finally got together. I'm like, okay, this is how it should be done. Like it was a gradual growth. Cause he kept trying to convince himself like this is not what he wanted. But then he ends up getting the woman. I'm like, I like it. Okay. And it's kind of funny how it went it went through his whole thing of like, and it kind of, it's kind of relatable to all of us. We've all had been at those stages with, like, you know, adolescence and all that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of helped mold into the way he gets Jasmine. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, I'm like, it was weird, but it was, it was yeah, funny. It was so hard yeah. to watch. Especially was, when they had the exterminator in there with him. The oh, 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 I, I get my big holes. I was like, and he rubs the eyes. I'm like, oh no. The, was it just me, or what, did you feel like they were more sexualized in this, in this movie, in this season? They were more sexualized. But I mean, like, that's, that's what I think it's one of those growing up. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, every every like young celebrity has a threshold when they're like, if I'm gonna do it, I might as well go all out with it. Yeah, in fact, I mean, Jasmine, she started out on, on Disney Channel, Disney Channel with uh, Liv and Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's the oldest of all of them. She's Thirty-two she's years young. And she was she all bumped. Nah. nah, no. That's some other chick that yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Okay. And then they, they she she had to glow up once uh, once the main cast left. Who? Uh, the, the, the chick on bunked. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, like if you watch, if you watch, oh yeah, Bunk, she's actually fine in real if, life. If you watch Bunked now, mm-hmm. oh yeah, the girl like if you Bunk. watch Bunked now with the new with the new cast of kids, she like I don't know, she must have like was Bunked began real quick. As sorry, a sorry, yeah, we're going right. off on the tangent. But then the they put new characters in there now. Yeah, yeah. basically, all you know, the kids got wiped all the kids out. they they got they got too old. Yeah, yeah. plus I you know Sky thing. Jackson is doing music videos with she on TikTok she's, too. She's seventeen. And then the whole yeah, thing with um, I thought the whole thing with Cameron Boys. That's when they were like, we don't know if we can bring any. They don't know if they want to bring any of them back. That was one mm. thing I heard. Of okay, interesting. But as we continue, after Cameron Boys passed, yeah, the, was, uh, the most annoying, Cameron the most, Boyce. the best, you the best. Respect okay. to his name. I have no respect for that man's name. He is amazing. Bro. What are you talking about? He's the only black man. He's Thank annoying. you. He's still annoying. He was the. Best character. Okay, he's best the best character. character. Best y'all have, okay. y'all have support. I'm gonna need y'all to okay. defend okay. that. Okay. Defend that. Who wants to go? I'll go first. Bro, you go first. Okay. Okay. Need y'all okay. defend you first. okay, so let's let's get into this. Jamal. Jamal. First, you say Jamal really doesn't have any serious issues going on. He was dealing with things he. Well, that man he, has so many mental issues. And it was yes. funny. And then he was afraid, like the whole thing of him. Trying to tell his parents he didn't want to play football. Right. It was done in a kiddish way. Bro, the way he managed to do that, but it's a serious him. issue. Yes, it's done in a kiddish way, but he actually did it. He does go through emotional stress. And then the thing is, like I told you, he's done the I think he's done the most for everybody in the group. Period. What did he do? He went and found the roller world money to help Caesar buy Caesar out and let him go to a different place. Hold on, hold on. By himself. By himself, no, no help. And what did everybody else do when he finds the roller world money? Where's my cut? Where's my cut? Yeah, and they're all like, wait, didn't they didn't First they also off, think that the roller world money wasn't even real? They didn't support him. They didn't support him. They they didn't care. Care. He's <laughs> you and then another thing with Jamal. Look at his character progression. Started off little kiddish kid, season one, finds roller world at the end. Season two, um, he he literally has to go out and find roller world again with them. And then also, what else? He helps Abuelita. Jamal, he's a, he's a helper. You he do is. say him and Jack, I, him and Jasmine have similar arcs. Literally, they're not the same as progression because Jamal was always a higher person than Jasmine. But he's a helper. Like think about it, Jamal. When the whole thing with Monse and Caesar in the beginning, he was trying to tell, like, yo, let's get this together. Let's not do this. And also, and then look at his character arc now. He's like a little like kind of pompous little kid now that he's playing football. Simple. If it wasn't for Jamal. Caesar would probably be dead, period. He was, he, only problem I do have with Jamal is just that the whole thing, because in the beginning of season one, him and Ruby's relationship is like, not Bonnie and Clyde, Ed, well, Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie type thing, just missing like Eddie. Like, Noah Park. and Rob. Yeah. Facts, but like, the thing is, since he wasn't there for Ruby getting shot, he really did not have to deal with the PTSD thing, and like, mm-hmm. I feel like that was more on the writer's part, which mm-hmm. is, um, with, with the cast did talk about that, but I just feel like Jamal really didn't deal with the PTSD mm-hmm. issue of Ruby as heavy as Monse and Caesar did. Because, of course, Caesar right. did because he feels like it was his fault that him and Olivia got shot. But at the same but, time, he wasn't there. Everyone else was. And he was getting the role of world money. But I think so I just feel like everyone else... I think everyone else has a form of PTSD from that moment as well. Because they were there. Yeah, just because they were there. Like, the parents, you know, the parents saw the little boy... Did you pause it again? No, I didn't pause it. Sorry. I was oh. doing something. The parents saw the little boy get shot. Saw the girl they were protecting die. Mm-hmm. Abilene, Abilene just probably seen some stuff in her lifetime. Oh, yeah. She was definitely. probably in the middle of the whole gang war because she knew all of them. She knew True. little Ricky. She knew Chibo. She knew all of them. She knew right. them all. So she was so, the OG. I'm pretty sure Abilene just seen some stuff. So she's like, yeah, this used to happen every Thursday. Yeah. So 
But like Monse, Monse's gotta affect them all. But Jamal's over here like, hey, this happened to me. I, I was getting rich. And it was something so nice in the writing because at the beginning of season one, they literally spent like the first ten minutes of that first episode really diving into the innocence of the core four. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, they were just about to start high school. You know, life is bright for them. We're about to start high school. Like, you're starting to start growing up. Don't, don't... Good friends with Latrell. Don't have sex with Monse. Like, you know, everybody was cool. Yeah. And then, fast forward to the end of the, uh, end of the season, life's hitting everybody like a troll. Like, this, mm-hmm. this, these streets are real. Like, yeah. you know, I just watched my friend die. I just took a bullet. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jamal not being there, which I agree with you there, Jamal not being there, it... it it still kind of gives him that kiddish innocence, innocence because he hasn't seen it. Him a little bit. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And and like that, I, all everything you said is good. I agree. He's a helper. He, he's done a lot for the group. His just, I just don't think he's he's obviously the comedic relief character for me personally. Well, I just, him and Jasmine. Him and Jasmine. I personally find more comedic relief in Jasmine than I do in Jamal. I feel like Jamal's comedic relief is annoying, but that's just me. Yeah, it just depends on how you take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on how you take it, and it depends on when it is. Mm-hmm. Like, his moment, like, it's like, it's a Slick's favorite moment. Uh, oh, OJ, sorry, Jamal. Oh, sorry, we don't claim him. That was funny. Like, yeah, I, like, I didn't he, think that was funny. He has his moments. And especially he, when he has they, moments where he's I, I, One of my and least I, favorite comedic moments in any, comedic timing moments in anything is when something really raw is happening or really serious is happening. Uh... And then some people will throw in, like, writers will throw in, like, comedic relief to, to relieve how raw the moment is. Relief attention. Main, main example of this is, is that scene. Galaxy Volume 2? Nah, it's in Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda 2. When oh, um, he, he had just got done throwing the balls back at the ships, and he's mm-hmm. looking raw, his hands on fire, and he's, like, looking clean, and then he's like, ah, ooh, ah, ah. I'm like, bro, you looking so raw with the hand on fire, you was killing it. Yep. But then, like, the realness comes in because your hand's on fire, so you got to yeah. react. So I'm like, bro, but that movement was so raw. Like, you could have just like stood there and like had the raw shot, but now you're like comedic relief, cap. Yep. But uh, I just don't I, like when Jamal does it like in serious moments where he's just like everything's serious, everything's cool. And he's just so we're waiting for dinner. I'm like, bro, that's not what. What are you doing? Shut up. Well, I think <laughs> he, that that has a scene transition because when when something like that happens, it's always at the end of a scene going into the next one. And it's usually mm-hmm. like they always do like that. Just like the transition, right? Because at the same time, if you have a really heavy scene that hits you in the balls. Mm-hmm. Doom. I just want to throw that in there. Like, you have a really heavy scene that's going to hit you really hard. You can't just go to having dinner right after. You have to have something that will... Oh, oh, let, me, let me exhale so I can go on to the next scene. Yeah. Like, if you go... Unless you have gut-wrenching after gut-wrenching after gut-wrenching scene, which, if done wrong, it, 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 it's a travesty. If done right, it's beautiful. So, you do have to, you do have to understand that, like, sometimes moments like that are necessary. Like, let me, let me go back to your Kung Fu Panda example. When his hand's on fire, the rest of the movie is pretty boring. Until the, my son is alive. You know? I feel that. So you need to have something to be like, okay, good, I can watch the next five minutes. It's always a, comedy's a lot, comedic moments like that are used as, uh, as transitional moments. Yeah. Um, and then, who we got? So me, you, now, Kit Kev, you said anything? What are we talking about now? We're talking about Jamal? Next to, no, we, we, we are talking about Jasmine, Jasmine. I think so we've already moving into Spooky. If y'all don't oh. stop dehumanizing and Bruh. then rehumanizing this... and then dehumanizing and then rehumanizing this man. Okay? He's, Look, he's, 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 he's well, let's not lie. He had the best character development out of anybody. I think he show. did. Yes, he I did. Agree. I agree. But I, I feel like season one and season two, it was too... 
too too much back and forth. But then again, we didn't see as much as him as we did in season three. Season three well, I mean, season one, he was just a straight out thug. And that's all well, that's, I know. That's they had it. that whole episode where like he spent that whole time with thing, and I'm like, oh wow, he's got something. And that's solely for the fact Spooky the became more fan more fan favorite by the time season three came, Spooky was like just as famous as the core four. Yeah, yeah because like, of yeah, like, the, his he stole every scene. Like he did, exactly he was in. He even that even his technically one of his first scenes when Monte rolls up Rolls, rolls up oh, and, yeah, he's and like, on the block mm. and talking to Caesar. Oh, there's something Spooky. different about you. Spooky didn't yeah, have that much. Tits. Didn't have that many yeah, lines. But he stole the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in season three, that the whole arc with his dad, that whole Will Smith, uh, why don't he want me, man, moment with his dad was just yeah. Yeah, that was gas. A oh, my that, goodness. That, that whole episode is like, that's one of the best ones. When he started crying, I was like, yeah. bro. And then he pushes him away at the same time, right? And yeah. he goes in for yeah. the hug. That's why I'm like, dude, do you want your dad in your life? Or, like, what do you want? He's like, one of the hardest things he said in the, in the whole episode, and he was like, um, you know how hard it is to be a dad to somebody and I never had a dad. I was like, bruh, mm. bruh, God. Speak my truth. Speak your truth, dog. Speak it. Like, I thought he was going to fight dude a couple times. I was like, bruh. Yeah, he pushed him so hard. I thought dude was going to swing back on him. I'm going to keep it up, but I think Ray would have housed him. Oh, yeah. Ray, 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 Ray would have him up. Bro, that's, <laughs> the, that's the original Santos. What you mean? Bro, Ray, Ray would have. I thought, and who, who all thought that that was Lil Ricky when they first put him on screen? Eh, uh, low key. I thought that was Lil Ricky. I was like, uh, hey, why are Ray 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 I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that was Lil Ricky only because they showed Ray in the trailer. They didn't show Ray in the trailer. Did they? They no, did. I think I watched the trailer one they, time. They showed, they showed him in the trailer. They showed Ray in the trailer. I thought that was Lil Ricky in the trailer. Yeah, like, I thought that was Lil Ricky in the trailer. Then I'm like, bro, why would you even show the man? And first of all, they're looking for Because, man, Lil Ricky's going to be, like, you know, the Captain Marvel and stuff. So what do you think about Ricky's, not Ricky's, Spooky's uh, ending in season three? Um, I love it. And it was, it was teased. Honestly, it was kind of teased back in season one. It was, it was the best one, but it, it was yeah, teased was back, teased back, back in season, season one. one. Heck, it was teased in the end, of, or what is it, the season three ending, when he said, oh, I just want to use the Roller World money and buy a house and have a I kid. I know, but, like, the first, no, the first issue of him getting out of the game was first oh. teased in season one. Yeah, when mm. he said, like, he was going to, uh... Uh, have a restaurant this that the third I'm like and him and um Caesar would have been working together or something like that yeah like right. that, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite episodes I'm like oh wow there's an end like cause usually you think people don't have an end people just see the streets like no man he's got a he, he's got an idea of what he wants to do in life it was really weird to watch just seeing how his transition from being in the just being a part of the gang like being a gang beggar then like leader of the gang to out of the gang mm-hmm. because like I, I watch a lot of gang shows and like you get to watch like the intricate pieces of the gang how things work rules and stuff like that and how you can end up how you end up out of a gang either dead in jail or by yourself out mm-hmm. and not seeing that i was like huh wait this is kind of jumpy but i get it and i really liked how it ended for him um season four i think he's gonna die personally probably someone someone look oh, someone because yeah, there's someone always dies every yep. season I'm not, and honestly like who died season three what Monte's mom? Oh right, right. And Even also, though it wasn't that big, she still died. Yeah. What more? What What more can they really do with Spooky now that he's a family man? Try, I mean, I think in the Caesar, in the two years because I because Caesar really never wanted his brother to be a Santo for real, did he? No. So then, not his brother's leader of Santos. Like I'm sure he's got to have something to say about that. But given, but my first thought when I saw him, his ending was like obviously like he's in a point in his life where he just wants to stay alive and like take care of his kid and his girl mm-hmm. like if season want to be dumb and be out here be the leader of santos that's it i watch my he's obviously gonna try again there's gonna be something to pull him back in but then again and it's, I feel like, but it's been two years he's gotta know that he's the leader of santos. i, mean, yeah, I yeah, think you know, there's gonna be like a major gang war pull him back in. and caesar he's not he's gonna have too much on his plate and he's gonna need you know someone who's 
who's been in those types of situations. So that's why I think Spooky is probably going to... Like, but there's no way Spooky would go back in. But it's his brother. That's only, the thing. only if he didn't have a kid. But like Spooky doesn't seem like the type of dude that would jeopardize anything for his kid. Unless, especially also, him not having know, a dad. Unless, unless, his kid, unless his kid gets in some trouble. Well, his kid's a baby. He ain't even no, like, Someone could kidnap his kid. No, but like, bruh, kidnap maybe. his kid. Come on. bring him back in. Pull a Jane uh, the Virgin, I guess. But then again, like... Pull the a whole, Jane the Virgin, pull the, a Fast and Furious 8. But then the thing is, like, this whole thing of Spooky getting back in, what is so interesting and, like, what a lot of people just overshadow and overlook, because since, since Cuchillos, the hair, the, the hair of the Santos, since now that she is literally gone... She was the last of the original Santos group. I Lil Ricky, Chivo, mm. um, God, who's the other one? Since now that she is gone, what leverage really is now to play? Like, who's out there pushing the weight? Who's protecting the mm. blocks? Now that's all on Caesar. Now Caesar and kids from 19th Street and all the other streets, they got to patrol that. But of course, we do feel like the prophets, It could be Caesar, though. The prophet. I mean, Spooky. Spooky might be the one. Because, you know, Cuchillos wasn't like... Cuchillos was living pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, think about it. I think you know what? Yeah, we we put it like we put it like that. He could still be. He could have taken Gutierrez's place. But then again, he basically. But then again, you do have a point because he said this is how the streets are going to be ran. But then the only problem I do have with that is if he is the leader, I doubt. I doubt that Caesar is even. Even though Caesar did True. not didn't agree with the way he was going about things, I doubt that. Um. Um, Spooky's like okay, this is what you want. You're assigned. I doubt Spooky would allow that because. Just because of this whole thing that with the whole dad and everything, yeah. I doubt as a fatherly figure, Spooky. Because think about it, he never really wanted his Caesar, brother in the yeah. game. He just did it to protect him. Right. But now there's no violence. The streets are quiet. We're doing this for protection. I doubt he's like, okay, you're gonna be a Santo. Moving move, real quick, something I thought about with Caesar. Caesar's the the probably the number one character. I'm really gonna need to see what happened in terms of his ending because. Uh, Spook Caesar like isn't this doesn't even like give off the vibe that he's even could be even be a gang leader. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna need to see moments where he's you know going deep, diving deeper into becoming a a leader. Like I'm gonna need to see like that's for all the characters. I need to see moments why Jamal's back on the football team. Granted, he was good when he was on the team. How's he back on the team? I'm gonna need to see Ruby, Ruby, and Ruby and. Uh, Jasmine seem like they've kind of been on the same course. They've just been dating the last couple years. I'm just confused. Ruby Whatever. has changed the way he dresses. That's his biggest change, the way mm. he's dressed. And then, like, it's just the whole thing, him and Jamal. That was the biggest I change. Think, I mean, your girl would do that to you. A good girl Yeah, like, you. like, you know, your girl make you split apart from your friend. I feel like that's where they're going to go. Ruby just distanced from Jamal. And Jamal's like, I need to make new friends. I'm going to do this. Plus, a lot of people don't realize Jamal, not, Jamal actually is athletic. Think about it. Mm. How he got mm. the role of the world money. With bare hands, yeah, and then does. when he was jumping around in his room, that man can mm. that man can jump. That man yeah. got hype. So like he actually he's is what he's probably what six two six three. Yeah, I mean he's he black also, too, so like yeah. and also so like it, 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 it is that he got genes. Yeah. both both his parents were star athletes. Yeah, so like it's not like Jamal. So, like, he just runs didn't in, like runs do in the family. Like athleticism runs in the family. Just yeah. a but moving into the villains of the show, we already talked about Cuchillo for Cuchillos a little bit. Nineteenth uh, Street. They had the no most, code at all. The most baby gangsters. But they I've had ever no seen. code, bro. They would pull up on you and actually mean it too. Cause I swear, if cause what they did to Dwayne too. Yeah, they, they beat up a grown man. Although yeah. I feel like Dwayne probably. I mean, I know Dwayne looked like he got beat up in the end, but like I feel like Dwayne got a couple of. 
Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, Dwayne's already. Like, I mean, they, this bunch of kids. Like, Dwayne's a star athlete, like you said. What like, they did to him, man. Like, yeah. they waxed that. They dude. had, they they meant what they said. Makeup That's artists, I need you to do, do a little bit better on that one, though. What I think is so interesting is, like, taking out of context, like, the story, but just how this relates to real life. Mm. This is, 19th Street is kind of, I see that as a representation of what a lot of parents are afraid of with mass media, with all mm. these these unknown little rappers and all that putting guns and bills and all that and all these kids want to grow up in that lifestyle. Mm. These 19 street kids are only 15 to 17 years old yeah. and they carrying around guns, they're in gangs and all, and it's like their representation of what a lot of our parents are afraid of us becoming. Mm. Like, I thought that was very interesting when I saw you know that. One of the most annoying scenes I saw in this uh, show. All right, so right after Dwayne gets beat up, I want to say it's either... In the episode or the episode right after, it was uh they were Jamal was getting ready to. It was the episode where Jamal and all of them were packing up to run away from Cachillos, mm-hmm. and Jamal's getting his bag together, and his dad's like, "You're not going anywhere. Like you're staying in the house." And his mom and Jamal are like, "Yo, you're overreacting. Like nothing's gonna happen. The streets are quiet." And I mean, like literally, not like two minutes ago, we just saw him sitting in his restaurant after getting jumped by a gang that has no code. So when the man is telling you. Like, the streets have changed. The, like, the code has changed. Like, these kids don't have code. It'll roll up on you. Oh, you're overreacting. No, man. I'm not. I just got beat up. What the heck? Yeah, I'm, like, like, screaming at my TV, like, y'all do see this man, like, beat up and bloody, right? Y'all do know he just got jumped by a gang. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because Jamal, only reason he was tripping like that because he just didn't want to tell his parents or what he was he was in. Right, but even his mom was just like, oh, baby, overreacting. You so just saw your husband get beat just up. Just got beat up. Some kids. But th- that scene, it had me so pissed off. I think that's when I FaceTimed you. I was like, bro, what is this? I feel like, yeah, you did FaceTime me on that. I, I was like, what is this show right now? Yeah. But uh, as we move on, some, we talk about a little bit of side characters. Abuelita, I did like slash not like. She had like more of a, a less involved role this season, uh, giving more room for other characters. But the scene she was in, she stole. I think I think she's incredibly funny. Yeah, she she's another scene stealer on the show. Yeah. yeah. She, like, she, she instantly became one of my favorites. Uh, I think it was early on, like, when uh, Ruby was like, you know what, I'm just going to go pleasure myself downstairs. And, like, I, I didn't like Grandma at first because, like, uh, she's like, oh, she's holier than thou. Yeah. And then Grandma's down there smoking Smoke weed. weed. <laughs> Bruh. Like, Bruh. Yeah, that was a funny part. Bruh. <laughs> I look at each other. You know <laughs> like, what? Just continue. <laughs> but at the same time, bro, like, if I'm going to do that and I see my grandma, I'm just done. I mean, yeah. he did it with but his dad in the other room. How does, how does dude continue after, like, no. He did it with his dad in the room. That was, yeah, and his dad starts looking at him, bro. I'm like, what, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. And then when dad, when his dad turns over, he continues. I'm like, bro, oh my what? Bro. Like, if why my dad is in there, I am not even thinking about Why do they feel the need to keep showing us that? Like, why? why? It's just, why I don't don't you just give me a shot with the sock on the door, and then that, that, that gives me everything I need to know. I don't need I don't need to see him lotion up, put his hand. I'm, I'm, I'm see still laughing at that. That is, that is very funny. I see all that but you know the funny like just to talk about abuelita a little bit more you know her relationship with jamal that, that, yes. that, was yeah, that, that, that is, is funny honestly they, they seem like they're more related than uh abuelita and ruby yeah yes because ruby what's interesting about ruby was season one he you could tell he was kind of once olivia came in he was all for kind of the family olivia. thing but mm. that whole ptsd thing just he, he broke off all the only person he really talks to in his family is his mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, but that's how how mother father thing is. Plus yeah. he's, he's annoyed by it. he gets tired of hearing Abuelita sing and all that. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of relatable. Half of those kids sometimes we be looking at grandma like, bro, all right. Yeah, right. And, Come on. Which kind of makes sense. Like, but Jamal is different. Third you know? time I done told you how to turn on the TV. Yeah. 
Here's my uh, favorite side character, Kendra. Weirdest side Kendra. character, by the way. But she, this girl Kendra. popped into, who was it, the school and started stalking Jamal or something like was that? Was hilarious. Yeah, that was, was just, like, who uh, is she? It was very hilarious. Mo- moments, like that, moments like that are like, honestly, and I think it's one of the things where the actor for Jamal, like, no one can play Jamal like he does. Right, great. He's literally, the, the entire cast says this all the time. I watch a lot of videos. They be like, brush Jamal in real life. And he be like, I am not, but... Then again, he is because he. I mean, he's a lot more smooth in real life, but you can tell like you can he is definitely that see character. the elements of, of himself in Jamal. Plus, he says the best actors are the ones that can relate themselves to the character. I mean, yeah, he that, does that's, it real that's well. Literally, like that 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 is literally like uh, I forget whose method, but it's one of the method acting. It's just finding yourself in this character. Yeah, and that's why you see so many people can play the same character different ways. Like I don't know if you guys have seen uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Fences with Denzel Washington. Yes. But if you the one with uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, one of the best movies. But if you seen. saw the fences with, um, dang, I forgot his name, uh, Eugene Lindsay, mm-hmm. uh, local locally, mm-hmm. stark like same lines, mm-hmm. stark difference in the way the characters portrayed. Mm-hmm. Or if you look at the way Danny Glover played Mister, the way Eugene played played Mister in Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. Completely, completely different. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. what I love about like multi- different actors playing the same character because. If, like, if the character's written a certain way, you can tell if the character's written for a certain actor. Like, mm-hmm. when they have a voice actor do Tony Stark and they try to write him as RDJ... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then when they try to write it as... And it is hard to write Tony Stark for not for RDJ just because... That's who we've associated him with. Right. Even before that, he changed the he changed how he's portrayed in the comics. You can even speak to that with, with all the different Batmans we've had. I mean, yeah, I mean Will, Ar- Batman, Will, Will Arnett oh gives the gives Batman who he plays Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will Arnett gives Batman a whole nother just Okay, I, no. His he did that Batman first. Who? His he. How it should have ended. Gotta give credit where credit is due. How it should have ended. Gave that style of Batman before oh, Will Arnett. the one on uh, YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Oh, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, it's super, like the Superhero Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They did that Batman first, and then I'm pretty sure, and then they wrote it for Will Arnett. Okay. Hmm. We got off on a tangent. We were on because Kendra. Batman. We were on Kendra? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was going, going by, like, to the fact that, like, Jamal's reactions to Kendra. Only he could play Jamal. Kendra, better. bro, it just Kendra was just like, like obviously she was written as a, as a distraction for Jamal. It just was so weird because like the way they went about it, like she was just yeah. I was they like, they spoke they spoke on the phone for all of about five minutes, and then the first time they meet in person, she drops to her knees. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. bro, I'm like, bro, can we get more females like this out here, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> We oh, are not man. gentrifying. We're just a. But anyway, that's just that's, saying. That's not the right term. But you know, I know, no, I that's know. that's for us black people. Ah, uh, everyone, man. I don't even know what to say. Um, what are you? We're doing? not. Woman, we're not. I mean, woman, I know. I don't know. I'm just. Um, we're not womanizing. That was right that, I just I just thought the scene was just so weird and out of place. But, then, but it's, it's the funny thing; she was just using him for a class. Yeah, but the thing is, and plus, it helped with his character development. Like, like that, you said, that. like you said, Jamal is <laughs> out of all them. Jamal, education. hilarious show. But Jamal, he's the least one that really had to deal with as much stress as like I guess you said yeah. teenage stress as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But he finally really has his big moment. Yeah. He's dealing with girl problems, even though the girl is super creepy. Right. And then again, he's losing some part of his innocence. He walks in the room. Jamal's been having... Like, that's a big, like, yeah. change for him. But, like, it's needed because a lot of people are like, bro, so when is Jamal going to do this? When is Jamal going to do that? And Jamal it, did that. 
Mm-hmm. Numerous times. And he bragged about it. That's what she... Bro, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite scenes when he followed that dude, that little Ricky on the phone with Jasmine. And I, think, I think that's why I like this show so much. It's like, between Ruby and Jamal, I can see myself in both of them. Mm. Literally, I even lie. I do kind of relate sometimes being dudes like Bridget to being Jamal, like, but he's more on the Jamal side. No, no, I'm, I'm on the Jamal side and other things. But like when Ruby becomes Ruben, I'm like, oh dang, bro, that's a whole move. I can't say. I just sit back and think about who I relate to in the show. Uh, like I relate, like it, it, it's neck and neck, Ruby and Jamal. I, I definitely relate. I, know, I feel Ruby. And I feel Monse sometimes. Monse, okay. I'm Honestly, not... I think I think you, you kind of unless you hate her, you relate the most to you relate the most to Monse. Monse, you think so? Because Monse you... will tell it like it is. You do. Okay, that and part of Monse I can see. You definitely will take it like Monse is other two. And I and I would say in a lot of my friend groups, I'm the glue. It yeah. would all fall apart without me. Like Monse, well, Monse you know, is the glue. I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That is true because like the glue to this podcast. One, one, uh, it's his pod. He started because like he started because like think think like uh, when we was in, like when I was when he was in first grade, I was in second grade, and Rob told us that he was moving away. Mm. And so it was after after Rob moved away, me and you started hanging out. Yeah, bro. I kept I kept them close, bro. I took care of him. Took care of him while you was did, gone. You bro. did. It was only at church though. Only at church. But, but then again, I, I ain't gonna lie. I do think about it because, like, me, you had that big argument and all that. Bro, me, bro, bro, fought right all, before you all went of out. My, like, no, you know, at least, at least you knew when he was leaving. Like, I remember, I remember. Look, I, I, I woke up. He was like, "Where Robert at, Virginia?" Bro, bro, <laughs> what? Like, like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me tell you how it went. This, oh like, God, this how I realized. Number three. Here's how I realized, like, this dude was gone. Right? I'm like, Jordan. Jordan came up and was like, hey, yo, where's Rob? I haven't seen him all. I don't know, but uh, I heard he was moving to Virginia. He's like, wait, he's still not here. This man left. <laughs> but I'm like, bro, you didn't, how, you, but that's not the other That man did not know you were moving. Like, he was like, yeah, he didn't. What? He did not know. Dang. <laughs> I think, I'm like, like yeah, I heard man, he was moving to Virginia. He was like, he just, he just froze. Like, it's in the middle of praise and worship in the youth church. Dang. He front, front row, he just froze. Didn't oh, for like the man. rest of service. I'm so sorry, y'all didn't. Y'all just didn't know. <laughs> like, I didn't know when he was leaving. I don't know. It's like, and then again, we really didn't talk after he first told us we had a big fight. Mm-hmm. Robert was just beefing I, everybody. For he was just so. Man, I had so, so, everybody so you leaving? Huh? So you leaving? I had my fight. I had my fight with you guys. I had my fight with him first. Yeah. I think I got. I think I felt like we had a fight before that too when he when he went to uh, Crystal Springs and left Potter's house. Me, I think. Cause he he's my friend longer than anybody on this earth. If I'm being honest, but like right. his was more like like heart like kind of like I had to deal with his more. Yours just happened out of the blue. Like I was just like, bro, what? I'm like, bro, what? I had to do this step, bro. We had we had to bro, do this. I don't know why we was beefing that day. I don't know what <laughs> I was. Like. Bro, bro, it's the fact. It's the fact, bro. You I think you gave me, bro. You actually fought. We our parents made. I remember our parents made us meet up in the parking lot. We had a like you had to give me a toy. I had to give you a toy. We had to exchange stuff. But I remember that. That joint was crazy. It was crazy. Then we like, all right, yeah, let's. As we move on, bro, we'd have been on this. So now we um, Papa Spooky. No, we talking about story. We, 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 we went through all these people for pretty much right, so story, 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 story. For season three. First off, we came into this uh, season three with them getting kidnapped and then meeting Cuchillos, Cuchillos, and Cuchillos wants them to find Little Ricky, and Little Ricky is one of the founding members of the Santos. And Lil Ricky, she wants she wants Lil Ricky to see what he's built and what he's grown. Basically, she wants to kill him. Yeah, facts. So they spend all this time looking for Lil Ricky, who we assume is dead, but there's no there's no body because they they dug no it up. No record either, and there's no death record. So 
but by the end of the season, that's not shored up. Like, it was a lot of just mini story arcs between all the characters that shelled up to the end of the story. Yeah, and like like I said, well, I, I feel like, something they're going to build up to to season four, maybe even season five. That's Ooh. it, they make a season five, but like, that's actually a hot That'll take. i stretching it out if you do season five. I really do not think the show needs a season five. But season it? four definitely should be lasting. Should be it. But then again, it all it all depends. Ne- only thing Netflix look at the paper. But anyway, yeah. like with the whole thing with the story, like I said this, I think I told this to you when you FaceTime me. I feel like this is more of a kind of like the whole thing when the Russos did with the Civil War. They tried to put like a big story arc of Baron mm-hmm. Zemo, this and that. When it was under the under, undercurrent was the whole thing of the Avengers splitting up, right? Mm-hmm. And throughout this whole season, there was a lot of Easter eggs of a split. And mm-hmm. I think the first one I really caught my eye is when Jamal was trying to when Jamal was when Monte was talking to Caesar and they were having, of course, another. We're breaking up moment. Monte's walking away, and Jamal is on the phone um, trying to talk. Chivo, Chivo, not answer. Monte walks straight by him. They literally don't look at all, nothing. Jamal's like, Chivo, Chivo. Monte just walks by, almost looking like an extra. That mm. was one when Ruby, basically, Jamal's always been there for Ruby with any situation. Ruby's like, Jamal, you got to get out of here. Mm. He's just leaning on Jasmine. Jamal's like, what is going on? But Jamal leaves. Right. It was a lot of hints for that. It was just kind of overlooked. I had to go back and rewatch that. I'm like, and it seems like every every season they have the four, core four have the same argument. You've done this. You've done that. You haven't done this for me. I haven't done this for you. I've done all this, and then they have this big split, and then they make up. So it's like it get, and it gets worse every time. As more happens, it gets worse every time they do it. And yeah. another thing, with, I felt like the story was kind of. I don't know, scattered. And that's because of, like you mentioned, like the different splits between all the characters. But then in the end, when it all culminates to the, what happens in those two years, I think it kind of works. This kind of scattered plot type deal going on. It wasn't a big cliffhanger either. And, it was, but it wasn't. And since it's only, the show is only eight episodes, so it's paced pretty well. Like there was no really, there's no time for dull moments. And I like that. I like that it's, it's, it's short, concise and an easy watch. Cause I don't think I'd be able to stomach this show. Honestly, if there were, 13 episodes, each of them 40 minutes, like 13 reasons why. I don't think I'd be able to stomach this show. Oh, definitely not. But in terms of that, like, what else about, like, the structure of the story did you, like, like or dislike? Personally, what I liked about it, starting off with season one, how they were just kids in the inner city, you know? Like, they were, like, like I said before, they were street smart. They knew uh, when not to mess with the gangs and stuff like that, when to turn around, what to, whatever gang activity they was doing. So that's what I really liked about it. They're inner city kids, and they really showed that. That, you know, and also in season three, they also, you know, you could see the, was it maturation? Maturity? Maturation? Maturation. Maturation of their relationship. So that was something interesting to see, too. It was. Big bet. And then last thing we're going to talk about, implications. Basically, the big question, we obviously are going to get a season four. Do you think that should sum up the show? I believe it can because it's kind of a tale of high school, like mm. uh, their journey through high school. Mm. Season one, they start off freshman in high school. Now, obviously, season four, they'll be seniors. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should be seniors. Yeah, because yeah. two years later. Oh, yeah, because they were so- they're, they're yeah. in their sophomore year. And something tells me Caesar's probably not, Caesar probably dropped out. Oh, yeah. without question. Without question. So this should be interesting on where they go and all that. But yeah, this should be, a, this should be, a, this, this does have a de- way to say about a definitive end. Some well, people believe this ending could have been very definitive because it really wasn't a cliffhanger, but it was. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a big, someone got shot or they got kidnapped. I don't know. I- I can see that. Like, I can see season three. Yeah. What happened? I know. That's what I was telling that. people. You're going to leave with sure. so many more questions than you want to have. I'm pretty sure answers. that that could be what season four is going to be for the most part. Mm. 
See, but that was my thing. That gap, and that's gonna end where they were. That's my issue. Like, I don't want. No, okay, that could be interesting where you spend the yeah, whole season showing me the last two years, and then the ending is still the ending of season three. Right. But I didn't. I just don't want to get to a point because, like Robert was saying, and he'll probably mention this when I say this, we're gonna get most likely gonna get an eight episode season. I don't want four of those episodes showing me what because you're not to at least give each character at least an episode right. or half an episode of what's been going on the last two years. Then we'll get into the actual story of how they're gonna end up back together and make up and all that. They right. need ten. They're pushing. The writers, not the writers, the executives are pushing for ten, but right. it's all of what Netflix says because they all. I think they almost had ten with this season, but mm. they're like, now nah, we're gonna do eight. Yeah, because if they're gonna do what I said they're gonna do, like give me give me those extra two so we can get a full story in and really end the show on a on a good high note. Because I think season four should be the end, just like I think season four for Thirty Reasons Why should be it, and that's why I think season four for Stranger, uh, Stranger Things should be it. The, the the grandeur of, of a lot of these shows is gone by season by those seasons, and I just think it's time it's time to end it. Yeah, I think that's what Netflix pushes for. They push for four seasons and then you right. know, move on to whatever else they want to do. Before we wrap it up, one of my favorite things about this show is if you're gonna watch this show, just like any musical show, I would keep my uh, Shazam on deck. For, oh yeah, on my most block. Def- this yeah. has one of the best soundtracks of any TV show I've ever watched. Like I I stay. I, I I think I Shazam six times and I was only on ex- episode two of the show. Yeah, it was I, so good. I sent yeah. you that link with all the songs. I found right. it. I was like, I'm making a playlist right now, boy. Matter of fact, bro, so maybe the link, but we'll put the link in the description box oh, if yeah. y'all want to hear if y'all want to hear those songs. But as we wrap it up, you can find your boy on Instagram at Quattro IV with the C with the period between the C and the U. You can find me on Twitter at RedClaw317. I started posting on Twitter, y'all boys. On Cafeteria Talk. I started posting there. I got uh-oh, my first post up. We roll. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Kid Kev, where can I find you? All right, you guys can find me on Instagram, kid.kev17. All right, you guys can find me at DJ underscore Nua. That's DJ underscore N-U-A-H. You can find me at Slick without the C underscore Rob to be underscore on Instagram and also on Twitter, Robert EW116. I'm getting back on that. Yes, sir. Real quick, y'all boys, we gotta do one little thing. We gotta rate this guy. We gotta rate, we gotta rate this show. All right, out of ten. The season or just the season? Out of oh, ten, what season. would you rate the season? Oh, I thought you were gonna say the whole entire like series in general. We'll wait after the, it finishes. It finishes, yeah, yeah. What uh, would you rate the entire season? Today? I'm gonna give it and I'm, you know, like I'm teetering between eight and eight point five, and uh, eight and a half. Why did I say eight point five? But we, yeah, eight we, and don't, a half. we don't do that here. We don't do half. We, we, we don't do hey, half here. It is definitive here. We we just, give okay, us. I guess eight. I give it an eight. DJ, no, what would you give this uh, season three? That even though you didn't watch the so zero out of ten, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> he watched so. the quick recap. It's yeah, you saw the recap and you saw the ending. How did you feel? So eight zero. <laughs> Rob, what would you give it? You give it zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I've only seen like two seconds of it, so what did you I can't feel? really rate. Out of those two seconds, how did you feel? I no, felt I... shocked. <laughs> NA out of ten. Exactly. NA. There we go. Not applicable. Not <laughs> applicable. <laughs> what would you give it? I'm gonna give it the way it ended, and it was no. Really big cliffhanger. Okay. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm being a honest. nine? Ooh. Just because of how I think this can lead for the... It's the way to lead to the final season. You are generous, my friend. I'm going to go ahead I'm and I'm looking at the overall a... story, how this season plays the overall story of the characters. I'm going to go seven out of ten. It's not my favorite season out of all three. I think one's probably my favorite. So I I'm think gonna... one's everyone's yeah, favorite. Yeah, one is... I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go seven out of ten. So and we're out at... of average, that's that's about eight. That's eight. Literally eight, so, 24. So eight out of ten is what we give this season for uh, on my block. Table score of eight out of ten. Real quick before I end the episode, check out my boys at Cafeteria Talk. We, uh, Elon... 
tie. I, for, I don't know why I forgot Fly Guy Ties. You realize what you just said? No, I was going to let him go. You said cafeteria talk. So... What I hear is, yeah. uh, I'm like, what I hear is, huh? like I tie and your boy Elon are joining us on the team. Oh, I'm like, no. Self promotion. No. I'm like, sorry guys. Huh? Uh, check we out my boys at viewers. Soupcast. <laughs> check out my boy Fly Got Tie and Elon Music at Soupcast. Uh, me and Soupcat. Gee, why well, can't talk today? It's the, I was doing so well. Fly Guy Ty, Elon Music, and I are got some very big things planned coming this August that uh it's very hush hush shh, that we got coming up. We can't wait to uh, let you guys know more about that. Any uh, anybody else got anything on news or anything? Uh, we good. good? We good. Love you guys. Do something. Like somebody stay inside. Practice social distancing. Wash, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your goddamn hands. Wash them, okay. man. And social distance, man, that's, that's serious stuff. Do it for Stay real. Stay your behind home unless you got to work and unless you work in an essential business. Okay? Right. Get your, right, get your, right. get your, get your quarantine snacks. groceries, or if you Don't. cooking food, if you flicking the wrist, giving, the delivering, just stay home. Yeah, just, just stay if home. If I see one more corona party. I swear to Moses. <laughs> What's this? What? Let me get... Holla at y'all right. boys, man. Cafeteria. 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 Cafeteria.